This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, August 21st, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. Tim Hanstad is the president of the Rural Development Institute, which works to eliminate poverty worldwide. Key to his work, reforming land rights. Hanstad says a lack of land rights affects half the world's rural families, some 230 million households, and landlessness has aggravated poverty, social unrest, and environmental degradation. Mr. Hanstad spoke at the Cato Policy Forum entitled, Giving Land Rights to the World's Poor. It was held July 31st. Land rights are recognized as fairly important in economic development circles, but governments, as you've pointed out, have been very slow to adopt reforms that would secure these types of rights. Why is that? Land and property rights is often controversial, or at least perceived as controversial. Land means power. Anything to affect the status quo uh, can be difficult, can be challenging, and can be controversial. Economists in the 19th and 20th centuries didn't really emphasize the importance of property rights in making their arguments. Why do you think that is? I think they assumed property rights. Um, economists often assume things. They, they assumed property rights existed. And uh, coming from developed country settings, there often were property rights. They, they did not recognize the institutions that were underlied those property rights in developed country settings and that those institutions were missing in many developing country settings. And Marxism sort of stepped into that void and spoke very critically of property rights. And a lot of the countries that you're working with are still dealing with that. Could you speak to that somewhat? Yeah, well, I think Marxism actually recognized property rights. They just came about it from a different a different angle. Um, they pointed to individual and property and private property rights as uh, as the problem and demonized them. If we look back over the last several decades, we can certainly see how well the Marxist approach to property rights, particularly as it relates to land and and farmland in particular has not worked. It it simply has not worked. On the other hand, one can't just assume that individual private property rights are always the answer. What are some of the successes that, that your group points to when asked to do so? Well, I think we've had success. Uh, it's not our success, really. It's the the country governments that we work with and collaborate with. It's It's the success really is due to them. We are there to facilitate, to support, to help, but ultimately it's the developing co- country governments that not only give the land rights but protect them. Um, so we've seen successes in... Uh, m- many of the successes aren't outright successes and, and 100% successes. They are uh, um, steps forward where there may still be some steps remaining. Um, I'll point to one example, uh, and perhaps the most obvious and the biggest example in the last quarter century, and that's China. China um, decided to break up its collective farms, a disastrous uh, economic um, situation with with collective farms. They broke up those farms and organized their agriculture into individual family farms. That was a complete change of property rights and the scale of production. That led to incredible success, what they haven't yet done is provide strong property rights to each of those individual farmers. Incrementally, they are doing that, and as they do it, they're achieving even more success. They still have some ways to go, but 
most of the poverty alleviation that has occurred in the world over the last 25 years has occurred in China and can be traced back directly to those changes in the countryside on property rights changing from collective farms to individual family farms. You've said that landlessness is a better predictor of poverty than illiteracy or being a member of the untouchables uh, in India. Could you talk about that? This hasn't been recognized uh, um, enough that the best predictor of poverty is landlessness. Um, Landlessness is closely connected to poverty. Um, That doesn't mean that addressing landlessness by itself will overcome poverty in India, but what it does mean is that one cannot think of any comprehensive poverty alleviation strategy without dealing with the land rights issue. And in this case, it's not just strengthening property rights for people who already have land. It's actually giving land or helping the poor to obtain their own land, those who don't have any. And I think it's a key, it's a key part, component of the poverty alleviation process uh, in India if, that, if poverty alleviation is continue to be successful. What is the role of women in all of this? Increasingly, women are looked to to perform agricultural work around the world and in developing countries. This is happening as men are either dying off or moving away uh, to work elsewhere through seasonal or other migration. Now, unfortunately, while women are doing a majority of the agricultural work, they own a very, very small percentage of the world's land, less than 5%, probably less than 2%. This has a number of, I think, negative effects. One, they don't, it has a production effect um, when they're working on land that they don't own. The, uh, the reward and the effort is not as closely linked. Um, the second that we know from research around the world is that income controlled by women is more likely to be used for the welfare of the family than income controlled by men. Um, so giving women access to assets and control over the income from those assets is more likely to be used in a welfare-producing uh, way for the for the children. Another important aspect about women's rights is that women in many developing country societies are, the, are very vulnerable. That is, their future, their economic future, is tied to men in their lives. It's tied to their husbands, to their sons, to their fathers. And when those ties are broken, uh, particularly through divorce, through death, through abandonment, women are often left without assets and left without any economic security. Giving women legal rights to assets, and land being the most key asset, is important for improving their security. Tim Henstad is president of the Rural Development Institute. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. You may subscribe to other podcasts at our website, cato.org.